Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. I'm a creative, so let me create. Nothing's promised, so I'm away. What's up, family? This is the James Harden edition. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. It's episode 13. Ooh. We we moving on up. Yeah, 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 we're moving along. I'm the key to my role time. It's... I'm Reggie Coleman. This is the Playmaker Podcast. And like we always do, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode and to our new listeners just welcome i hope you enjoy i hope you get something out of this uh episode and out of our previous episodes as you come along this journey with us uh, we talk about everything sports uh, life and even some personal stories from me and kita um but this episode we're going to start off with the nba draft it was last night and um no surprises. I got one surprise, which I mentioned earlier. Um, oh, yeah, Bobo, right? Bobo, yeah. He he was projected to be, like, top 15, top 20, but projections are more times than not wrong if you're not one of the top picks like Zion or RJ, RJ or Ja Morant. Yeah, like, yeah. That was the main thing. That was the only surprise yeah. to me. And maybe even Kevin Porter Jr. I don't know if you ever heard of him. But he went to USC. He was injured half the year, so yeah, you that's can't what, see that's too much. You see a lot in the a lot in the draft. They was talking about a lot of players that were injured and stuff. Um, I don't follow men's college basketball enough to know about the other players besides the top three that you mentioned. Um, men's college basketball, I just I just don't have the time to watch it. I watch here and there, but I don't have enough time to dissect and really see what the players, how good the players are. And then you got a brief sample size because they're only staying a year. So, uh, I Zion, I knew would go number one. And um, I think he's going to bring a lot to New Orleans. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't think – it's hard to say. i never seen a player like Zion, the frame, his body frame, um, his game. Um, I'm excited to see how trans, uh, the transition from college to uh, the NBA for him is – I think it's going to be not as easy as people think. Yeah, I, I... – I think he has the like motivation and the work work ethic to be successful, but I want to see if he can out overpower these NBA players that are men, not just uh, I, I don't want to call them kids in college, but those are young men in college. Now you, you go from the top dog in college to now you're like not he's not a bottom 
dog, but he's like yeah, your yeah, average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, sure. I want to see how he does because you can't overpower everybody in the league. You're no. gonna play the power four probably or the small four. Mm-hmm. More like more than likely the power four, and yeah, those guys are strong. Guys. Yeah. And then you gotta defend, and I hope all well or my best wishes to him, and I think he will do well, but. Uh, we shall see. It's going to be an adjustment. Yeah, definitely, because I'm not sold on his jump shot yet. He made, a, he was close to like 30, 35% from three in college, but the NBA line is further back, so mm-hmm. that plays a difference. It's a different ball that you play with. Yeah, so I all think, those things factor in. I think um, what is in his favor is this is a totally different NBA now. It's so fast-paced and so up and down. So he's coming in as a young player that loves to run up and down the court. I think that would benefit him a lot. The more transition, the better uh, you'll see his game. But when it does slow down, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see um, the progress he makes throughout the season. Yeah. um, And one team that I think did the best this draft and even last draft is – the Atlanta Hawks, and I'm going to tell you why. Last year, they picked Trey Young, obviously, and mm-hmm. um, the year before that, they picked John Collins, their power forward. Then last year, Trey Young. Now, this year, they picked DeAndre Hunter, which is, he was on Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, they won the championship. He yep. was their best player, their best defender as well. Mm-hmm. They picked him up, and they also picked up Cam Reddish mm-hmm. who, from Duke, who can shoot. I think he's one of the better like he's pro ready. I think he already That's had a pro game in college, but he was playing behind Zion and RJ. So that third, that third guy never gets the shine that he yeah. deserves. Correct. We saw that with Kevin Love when he went to Cleveland, Chris Bosh when he went to Miami. Yeah. That third player, you sacrifice a lot and mainly shots, and you Correct. pick and choose when you shoot and take your shots. And I think that's what happened to him in college. So you but can in, see him flourish. Yeah, in the NBA, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but they can be the next dynamic duo in the backcourt in regards to shooting. Yes, like Clay and Steph, yeah. not comparing them yet. But, but they can be that eventually yeah, because they I both agree. can shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they're just one of the better young teams in the league. And I think they're going to – they may push for like – an eighth playoff spot in the East, yeah. in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Young core, hungry core, good coaching staff, really good environment around Atlanta since they picked Trey Young. Um, kind of let go of that pass of when they would get to the playoffs and lose. Kind of that stigma. Now they got a young core, young backcourt. I feel like the future is very bright for Atlanta, um, especially now in this type of NBA where – you don't know where these superstars are going to go. The Dame Lillards, the, t- the 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 guys that don't have championships right now. You don't know what necessarily they're going to do in these next couple of years. So it's your is in the best interest of these teams to continue to draft well and draft for your team and draft for the future and don't draft for the right now. Yeah, because um, and also another team like we said, Zion got picked number one. Correct. I think New Orleans will be good as well with yes. all the the trades that happen. They got Lonzo, which I think if he's healthy, he can be very. I think good. he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. A lot of people don't. I think I think uh, Lonzo is very good. Um, I think that when you're in a certain situation, and the situation becomes toxic, 
you get sucked into it. And that's how I feel like he got into, that's what happened with him with the Lakers. I feel like they didn't, they didn't really give him a chance. They didn't trust him. He got injured. So now it's just like, okay, we're just going to put you on the back burner. Now you go to an organization that seemed like they wanted you um, because they, they wanted to get uh, AD out of there. AD didn't want to be there anymore. Now you're going into an organization that wants young talent. They want to push the ball. They want they want you. So I think that Lonzo would do awesome in New Orleans, him and Zion. Mm-hmm. Um, his passing skills would be on display. You'll see more of a display of Zion's, I mean, um, Lonzo's talent than you were able to see in L.A. And sometimes it's just the, the opportunity to move elsewhere is best for you. Yeah. And um, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, if he's healthy because he had those blood clots um, towards the end of the season. But I think Josh Hart will do well there. Um, And then you got Zion. You still got Drew Holiday, who's, I think, one of the most underrated guards, two-way guards in the league. Um, I remember not last, well, last playoffs um, when they swept Portland. He, He was killing on the offensive end and locking in. On Damian Lillard and uh, C.J. McCollum, so he's very underrated. I hope they keep him. I, there were talks that they might trade him so they can just be a young team and not. Yeah, or he may he may scope the situation for himself. Like, yeah, I'm not. Um, you know, a lot of veteran guys are they trying to win now, and I'm not. And there's no knock on them, but I'm not trying to be the let me help the rookie along type of player. I'm trying to get what's mine right now. So. Mm-hmm. He'll probably assess the situation and see if that's the type of role they want him in. And like the Rondo role, try to bring uh, the Lonzo along. And if that's the role he wants to partake in, then he will. But he can be a starting point guard in his league. And if that's not the 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 way that the Pelicans are going, is I think it's best for him to go elsewhere. Um. So did we talk about the date Anthony Davis trade or no? We did. We talked about being text. And you want to talk about? We can talk about it because you yeah, briefly. He was talking about <sighs> it was too much. I think it was too much personally. Now that I see, because like it's a lot, yes, it's a lot. They gave up a lot, and now, like it's three players on contract right now. Mm-hmm. And besides the draft picks that they pick, which are guaranteed people that can be on the team, but so you got five players on contract. Mm-hmm. You got. Maybe twenty three million, I think it is now in yeah. cap space. Yeah, I don't know if you have you, you, you don't have a, you don't have the cap space to get a superstar, but you have the cap space to get somebody solid like a um, like a. They're not gonna get Kawhi. They're not gonna get Kyrie unless they taking a a pay cut, which I don't think they will, no. or if they sign like a one year deal. Mm-hmm. Which is possible, but I don't think they will. I don't think Kyrie um, is gonna go back to playing with LeBron. Maybe D'Angelo Russell, I'm hearing now. They like Yeah. I'm saying like when I was I, I lost my train of thought, but what I was saying is they're not gonna get a superstar, but you can get like a like you said, DeAndre, um, D'Angelo excuse me, or like a Harrison Barnes or those type of players that just opted out of their deals, but I think Harrison Barnes is gonna get more money than whatever the Lakers have to offer. Yeah. Um Harrison Barnes is pretty solid. It's money to be made out here. Um, so why not just opt out? He's not the only one that opted out. So it's going to be a very interesting season. And then also, guys, it's brief on the Lakers. Uh, they got AD. Um, it was just it just was exhausting as a fan 
I took some time out and I made my decision to rock with OKC and I regret. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they got AD. We shall see. Free agency is coming up in about a week. Yes. So um, we, we shall see how they piece the players together and get some players around those two. Well, around those three because Kuzma is there as well. That's a I like nice him. three. I think because they need shooters. They need shooters, yes. Number Kyle Corker about to be on the market. I think yes. uh, he just got traded to Memphis. I think they probably going to buy him out. Yeah. Um. So he'll be a free agent most likely. Yeah. JJ Redick a free agent. I was just about to say that JJ a free agent. Um. I think they just need shooters and like. And those guys are like, they're that's their jobs. Like they're not just like we're not just naming players and just like oh they shoot on occasion. No JJ and and uh Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Corner threes. I think uh Kyle. I think he has the highest three point percentage from corner three. I'm gonna get y'all the stats next episode, but he's up there like. He's like so, uh, so good at shooting corner threes, and when you have LeBron James, is both of these guys won't have to run off as many screens as they do on their respective teams because now you got LeBron, and the focus is so much on LeBron that both of these guys have more way more wide open threes than they had at their teams that they're on now. So be on the lookout for either one of them, or yeah, they some type of get shooting. some real shooters. Yes, yeah, last shooter year they shooters. got like. They just picked Lance up. Stevenson. Yeah. Like, I like him being Lance. I like his antics. I like his energy, but he not a shooter. No. You need to get the right pieces around LeBron. Like yes. Shooters and people who play defense. Because yes. you got the scoring. You got three scores. LeBron fans, don't don't shoot me, please. But your boy hasn't played defense in years. So they need to get defenders around. They need a room protector. Because McGee, he's all right. But he's not a starting to me, he's not a starting like center, but that's just my opinion. He, well, his success a, when he had the Warriors, he was coming off the bench, correct? Yeah. So yeah. So. And he was on the Warriors. They make they make a lot of people look good. Yeah, that's true. And he had a decent season with the Lakers. So. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Um, let's move along. A couple episodes ago, we talked about, and I remember saying, like the the Rockets need to blow it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This, I think somebody might have heard you because it's looking pretty bad. Yeah, um, so um, yeah. reports are out that CP3 has asked for a trade. Then they're going out and saying he, 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 he never did. And then, like, so what, what's going on? What's going on? Um, I think that CP3, he didn't ask for a trade because he knows he can't be traded. That contract... Nobody wants that. I, even, even when... When they set when the contract came out and the Rockets were saying they was gonna give that to him, I thought at that time it was a horrible deal. And that's no knock on CP three, but I'm saying like, okay, CP three is this age now, so you're telling me you're gonna pay a thirty what year old this amount of money as the game is changing and getting more faster and more up and down, and he's a more traditional point guard and needs the ball in his hands, more methodical with the ball, and it just didn't seem like smart in my opinion, but uh. They did it. Mm-hmm. They're reaping. The, they're reaping the uh, cause of it because now your superstar player is like, I don't want to play with him. And then Chris Paul is like, Okay, I don't want to play with you. And they're clashing, and it's kind of weird because CP3 sacrificed his game when he came there and became like a two guard shooting threes, something that we we rarely seen from Chris Paul. And now I agree with Chris Paul. Want to move the ball and. 
and um, have some more movement on the court. And I understand that, but you can't tell a, a MVP, a MVP, and in the last two or three years, he's been second in the MVP to just up and change his game, a game that's been just putting the Rockets at a at a, a stance where they're looked at as a team that can win a championship. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I blame the Rockets, uh, like front office and whoever make the decisions. Because yeah, that was horrible. James Harden is your point guard. Like, he's the point guard. He's not, like, they won't. He's a shooting guard. He's labeled as a shooting guard, but he's your team's point guard. When Correct. somebody has the ball in that, their hands that much and makes the plays, that's the point guard. That no, ball. no point of get going and getting uh, CP three because he's ball dominant as well. Like, yeah, I never, I never thought it would work when they said it. I wasn't the bandwagon person. I was like, oh yeah, they got CP three. No, this ain't the Lakers. A couple years ago, when they was trying to get CP three, this is a totally different. Team that CP3 is going to. They they need to get like they need shooters too, like because James Harden is going to dribble for is twenty four is a twenty four second shot clock. He's going to dribble for nineteen. Yeah. Then he's going to either step back shoot or drive and make you shoot with like a second level on the shot clock. No knock on his game, but that's what he usually does. So you need knockdown shooters. I like Eric Gordon. He can shoot. He can also make plays. I like PJ. PJ Tucker, I'm yeah, PJ. but they got everybody on the trading block. I'm just waiting to see who what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, unfortunately, um, they cannot get rid of CP3. Nobody's picking up that contract. And I like what Chris Broussard said when he was on. I think undisputed. Um, he was like, "Is really if if it would were, were to happen, it will only be for if you take my problem, I will take yours." So, for example, mm-hmm. you take John Wall, I take Chris Paul. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that that would they would do that, but it's like you got to take my problem, I got to take your problem. That was would be the only way possible that Chris Paul would get traded. But I won't say never is never because Lakers got Anthony Davis and you know, it's a lot of things that happen in the NBA, but Chris Paul will be in a Rockets uniform next year, ninety five, ninety six percent, I think. So which Oh, you said ninety five, ninety six percent. Yeah, I don't see it because who nobody's gonna pick that contract up number one. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna take a loss? And I get anything in return for Chris Paul? No, you're trying to get something back, and you're not going to get anything back for an aging point guard. That seems like his game is getting outdated as the years go on. Yeah, like I said, blow it up. They can't get rid of CP3, but that just means they won't win. He's playing some. Yeah, th- and this is the most open the NBA's been in the last five oh, years. Oh, this is this is the year for this any is the team. year for any team that can. Denver. Denver. Yes, any all the Houston. Yes, yes, yes. But Houston has to realize, I'm telling you, when it's your time to capitalize, sometimes that pressure hits you, just like it hit them in game six and seven. That pressure hits you. Mm. This is another year for you to capitalize. The Warriors are they don't have KD. They don't have Clay. You're gonna you're gonna see Steph with a lot of responsibilities and a lot of weight on his shoulders as a six foot guard. You haven't seen it since AI, and AI was that was what he was known for. He he embodied that. Mm-hmm. Steph is a shooter. He's not known for carrying the team. So it's going to be very interesting to see that change um, in the Warriors' uh, like dynasty. You say so. That offense is not going to work. I don't see it working. The dribble, 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 step back, dribble, 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 like. It it don't get me wrong. I'm 
I wouldn't say I'm a James Harden fan, but I do respect his game. I do admire his game. I think he's one of the best players in the NBA. Um, but as a basketball fan and as somebody that loves the game, it can get repetitive and it can get very just like blah to see one person dominate the ball so much. And then it's not just that. It's you see the other players around him just standing there watching him just like I'm watching him. So um, ball movement wouldn't hurt. And it would. I think it would help James Harden's game even more because – the more stagnant you are as a player, the easier the defense can guard you. But if you if James if you get James Harden to move a little bit, uh, I think it would just be beneficial for the Rockets. But they're in a tough position because the current the current owner did not come up with that contract with CP three. He just kept the word because he didn't want to be known as uh it could just it could have just been bad for his organization to know that the one owner gave the gave CP3 the word that that would be the contract. The new owner comes in and says no. It would have just been, he had to do it. He had to do it, but it wasn't smart at all. Yeah. So, since it sounds like CP3 isn't going anywhere, Mm -hmm. maybe they just need to change the coach and change, like, their offense because it hasn't worked. Well, it's worked in the regular season, but once the playoffs come, well, they only worked in the regular, the last regular season that they had when they took the Warriors to seven. This they were struggling this season. It, it was like up and down a little bit. They got yeah, they, they got cold. Yeah, and they were injured too. Yeah, Can't I think that. I think it just needs some. It just needs something else, like something fresh, something new, something different. Um, I feel like the Rockets need to just if the Rockets go up and down a little bit more. I would like to see that, like when D'Antoni had with his old Suns teams. Um, that would cause that would be a little bit better to see James Harden in a little bit more of a transition type of set than him in a half court dribbling like twenty seven times. I mean, <laughs> it just I just think it would help. But the NBA season is over now, so all we can do is speculate. Yeah, but um, Houston blow it up. But anyway, uh. We don't talk about this for like any clickbait or anything, but LeVar Ball was in the in the media uh, on first take, and he made a comment to what's her name? Molly. Molly, yeah. Uh, Rose. Yes, Jalen Rose's wife. Um, and he basically said, "Well, she said let's switch gears," and then he responded by you can saying, "Switch gears with me anytime." Yeah. So, what's your thoughts? On okay, that? so number one, I'm gonna be a hundred with y'all. When I first heard it, I said, "Oh." LeVar, that's the, why would you talk like that? I went back and I watched it. I watched it five times. And it was so blown out of proportion. It was so blown out of proportion. It was so blown out of proportion. When I first seen it, and that this is what I feel like everybody did. They looked at it, and your mind went to the gutter before yep. you even thought. I'm sorry, even what you uh, assessed, it, assessed what LeVar said, your mind automatically went, ooh. No, but go back and watch it. You could switch gears with me anytime. He didn't change the tone that he was talking prior to her. He didn't laugh. He didn't. It wasn't nothing. No, it was so blown out of proportion. And I feel like ESPN should go back and really look at it. And Molly should go back and look at it too. Because I, I really don't. I, LeVar, we, you know when LeVar Ball is saying something inappropriate or he's being extra. And honestly, guys. He was just being regular. Like, that was just like, a you regular could, response. Yeah, you, could switch response. Gear, you could switch gears with me anytime. That's all he said. Like, I'm telling you, I was uh, I was uh, captured in a moment, too. Like, oh, why would you say that to somebody's wife? But when I went back and I watched it, 
with no with a clear head just watching him like he didn't say anything wrong he didn't change his tone he didn't it was nothing inappropriate about it. He just said, you could change gears with me anytime, anytime. Like, it's fine. Like, we can move forward. We could talk about whatever topic. It was blown out of proportion. Just like the lady asking for Beyonce drink was blown out of proportion. I think this is something else. And I feel like ESPN, y'all, being LeVar is going to hurt y'all ratings more than it's going to hurt LeVar. Because right. every time he's on ESPN, any of those shows, check well, the ratings. Right. And... Supposedly, they banned him from being on ESPN from here on out because of those, because of that response. And one, I think that'll be short lived. I think he'll be on there probably by next season, somehow, some way, because that's what they they love bringing on LeVar Ball. He's he's going to get you the ratings, like you said, um, and he's just entertaining. And TV and basketball is entertainment. People want to be entertained, so and like you said, it was it was blown way out of proportion. Then you, then you have all the other media members, uh, egging egging it on and Correct. pushing it forward and like retweeting like and like you said, it's not it wasn't. I don't think he meant anything by that. No, but I feel like people took it out of oh, context yeah. Oh, yeah. before they even listened to what Lavar said because I did it. That's what I'm saying. Like I did it as soon as I seen it. I took it out of context. So let's let's let me ask this question: Do you think it, they would have reacted like this if it wasn't an attractive woman? Mm. Or switch it, or if it wasn't Levar Ball, we can do both. So if it wasn't Levar Ball and it was somebody else's father, I think it would have just flowed because people are so, um, in fact, taken aback by his antics that sometimes they don't listen to what he says. He's not always extra he sometimes he has really good points and really good uh things to say but to uh, piggyback so i'm a female i'm in this i'm in this realm Mm -hmm. um and um uh some advice i got from a professor of mine is you always have to uh say what you mean and mean what you say and then and, and stand in that and own that so and then you always have to if somebody's asking you a question you listen to the question you answer it honestly so um i think Molly took it out of context, just like everybody else took it out of context, but um, it's just such a sticky line between being inappropriate when you're talking, because women, we want to, we want to get taken so seriously in this realm, in this field, um, that we just don't want anybody to be able to disrespect us, and it's pertaining to what we look like, and not what we're saying, or what right. we're projecting, and um, people knowing what we know what we talk about. A lot of people don't think that Molly... Yeah, she's a mediator or whatever, but she really knows about sports. She yeah, just she that's does. just the job that she does on that um, show. Yeah. On that show, but she if you she put has her, her own, own podcast, correct, and she knows about basketball and she knows about sports as well. So, um, it's just it just got taken out of context, and I feel like if Molly could go back and she can watch it and she could see, she probably could agree that it did. But Lavar's antics. This is sometimes that wouldn't what you what you do. Or what you're known for can come back and bite you in the end. He's so known for being outrageous and being all of this that when you're not being that, people think you're being that. Yeah. So he's in the lose lose. Yeah, he's in the lose lose. Because if people didn't think he was being inappropriate, somebody would have. And if he was being inappropriate, people are like, no, he's not being inappropriate. So I feel like he couldn't win either way. He really was just saying, yes, you can switch gears at any time. It doesn't matter. Right. I, I'm, it just got taken out of context. Yeah, but. Basically, we just wanted to touch on that that subject because 
that's what's going on in the sports news besides the draft. And we just wanted to cover it just a little bit just to get our opinions on it and how we feel. And if you guys feel any different, any any of our yeah. listeners, let us know. We can we can chat about it through uh, our through our social media accounts mm-hmm. and because um, that's what we want to do. We want to engage with you guys yeah, and see what you think. Topics you want to know about because, like me and Russ said, the last episode the NBA season is ending. So today we talk about NBA draft. We're probably next episode probably talking about no NBA sports because it's nothing of relevance because the NBA season is over. So um, we'll be talking about different topics and we would like to know what you guys want to listen to, want to hear. You know, we would like to touch on different topics. Um, so. Just go follow us on both our social medias. Um, you can go on the website as well. And then also, you know, uh, comment under our videos that we post and come back. If you disagree with something that we said, we'll love to go back and forth. Um, it just help us. And um, we're trying to learn and get better as we as we go. Like I said, like Rage said, we're going to start our 13th episode. This is like me and Rage's ninth or 10th episode together. So mm-hmm. every, every week we're learning more and more about uh, each other and learning more about our audience. So we just want to engage with you guys and we want you guys to be a part of this because we really appreciate you guys listening to us. I know you have a lot of different podcasts to listen to but you really choose to listen to us. So guys lately I have been um, online. I've just been like looking at stuff, trying to see different things and I was watching um, America's Best what is it? America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. America's Got Talent. So I really like that because Gabrielle Union's on there. And they really have so many different uh, people from all different aspects of life. And they just had the Detroit Youth Choir on there. And I posted on my social media. I was just blown away by the, uh, the lead, the conductor, not the conductor, Lord, the choir director. I'm sorry. Um, he's been at the uh, Detroit Youth Choir for over 20 years. So, and then he takes kids from the inner city and brings them into the choir. And it's not your typical, oh, let's just sing choir. No, they're dancing, they're rapping, um, they're they're just energetic. It was just, I'm telling you guys, go on YouTube and type in the Detroit Youth Choir and you'll be blown away by um, their energy, their, they speak so well. It was just so amazing to see um, African-American children in a light that just shines and puts them on a pedestal that they all deserve. And it was just amazing to see. And I just thought that I'd talk about that because it just took me back. I was watching it on, um, well, I was supposed to be on a train, but my train, something happened on the train. I was in an Uber and I was watching them. Like, it just hit me like, wow, like the kids are our future. And this is a part of the future. Um, and having positive things like a choir and a community, um, it was just amazing to see. And, um, I'm telling you guys, go on YouTube and watch it. It was really, really dope to see, kids not just doing your typical in the choir with the, with the rules and stuff no they were rapping they were they had choreography they was dancing I was dancing it was awesome to see and um the choir director was just saying he um he just picks these kids they have good grades and he was just speaking of them so highly and it was just so amazing to see um our future black leaders um just on this pedestal and getting this recognition that they all deserve so Big shout out to the Detroit Children, uh, Detroit Youth Choir. It was just something that I came across and I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I did check it out when you uh, sent it to me and on your social media. And um, also, just want to piggyback just a little bit. We need those uh, mentors or mm-hmm. leaders yep. 
in these communities to show the kids the right way and the right things to do and show them that by them having good grades and being able to join that choir, not every, let's be clear, not, not every choir will get that opportunity to be on TV and get, be in that light. Mm-hmm. But um, either way, whether you're, you make it to that level or not, you're still on that level in your local community. You can be on that level. You can do talent shows in your community perform for the church, uh, just have concerts locally. And that's, that's your, that's, you should be proud of that just in its own. You don't have to be on TV to be successful. Like Mm -hmm. you can be your own hero. You define your own success. Correct. I agree. You don't have to make millions of dollars. You don't have to have a million followers because people with a million followers are still sad and depressed and they wish they had real friends, but they just have, people who are riding their coattails. So right. like you said, it's, it was great. It was a great thing to see and shout out to the, the choir director and the leaders and the mentors in their lives who put, put them on that, uh, that show and just help them get ready for that show. Because not many, like we said, not, not many people get there mm-hmm. and, um, just shout out to the Detroit choir and, uh, real quick, our playmakers of the week, Last week were Khalid Lewis and Franz Massinet. Um, once again, guys, we don't have one for you this week. We're waiting on submissions. You can do that on our website. We say it every episode. Just visit our website. Mm-hmm. Link is in our bios. But go scroll down to the bottom bottom of the page. Yep. Put your information. Put your information in. Or if you if you if you're not the person type of person that likes to go on websites, you know you can always. Uh, DM us on our social medias or you can leave a comment um, and let us know who in your community that you would like to be put on our platform. Like I said, they would be on our website for a whole week. A whole week, other people would be able to see um, if they have a, a business or they have um, something they're doing in the community, volunteer work, etc., etc. So this week will continue to be the um, the Alumni League, which is, which is super duper dope, by the way. And I'm excited to... Um, keep them up there because I want people to continue to support. It was such a dope event to come out. Um, on the, I went on Wednesday, I went on Thursday night and it was nice to just see people I haven't seen in years and watch people that I always enjoyed watch to play basketball, play now in their later years, but it was just still nice. It was just a dope environment. It was really nice. Um, real positive. So if you are off Tuesdays and Thursdays, go out to TCA and watch some really, really good basketball. It's really competitive, by the way. I know you probably thought, Oh, alumni league, they're going, no, they're really going at it. Um, So it was really dope. So we'll keep Khalid and we'll keep Franz Messinet as our playmakers of the week and continue to support the alumni league. But next week we will have some and we're just continuing to ask you guys to comment, DM us, go on the website and let us know who you would like to support, who you would like us to support in your community or who we continue to support in our own communities. But we just need the feedback because we don't want to continue to um just have the, uh, the same people we know. Every Paymaker of the Week is like personal to us. And I love it, but I don't want people to think that we're just having our friends as it. No, it's just people that are people that we know are making the impacts in the community. So we want to shout them out as well. But we do want to give light to other people, but we need your assistance and we need your help. So that's what me and Ray just saying. Let us know who you want us to support in the community and we'll be glad to do it. Yeah, and like you said, the Alumni League is really dope. Um, first night on Tuesday, 
250 people were there. I'm not sure yet how many people came. It was a good crowd. The second night. It was a good crowd. But um, it's just a dope environment, a great vibe. Um, like you said, seeing people that you once uh, watched play in high school, I'm I'm lucky enough to be able to play in it. Um, and when I'm not playing in the games, I record some of the games. So the Playmaker Podcast will have highlights. So if you're listening and you want to see how, how's it going, who's playing, um, just see some good uh, basketball, I'm, I'll post the highlights on our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to that. Um, those highlights will be up, I would say, in a couple days, probably by Sunday. But uh, just check that out. Um, let us know how you feel. Like we always say, let us know how you feel, what you think we can get better at, what you mm-hmm. want to hear us talk about. Correct. Because basketball is over. Well, WNBA is still going. We will be talking about that more. But NBA is over. We won't cover that as much. Um, we'll be more into life issues, life uh, topics, uh, personal stories. Yeah. yeah. We, we want you guys to really get to know us Um so we'll definitely be talking more about um, our journey into this, what led us into this. So me and Rach probably do an episode of a story time that what led us to this. I always wanted to talk about sports. Um, I just was, you know, guys, fear, you know, sometimes can take over. So um, I think you guys would be very interested in me and Rich's story of how we got to this point of wanting to talk about sports and wanting to put ourselves out there um, and really grasp this and really try to take this on full-time in the future hopefully you know so kid it's time to get right okay reg i'm gonna start it off oh you must gotta go so guys lately i've been in a little fall little funk all right so you know what i did i changed my routine up like my morning routine up and like my routine i normally do so i used to wake up get on my phone blah 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 now i don't i don't i took my tv out of my room by the way Mm. So, yeah, I did a whole new type of vibe. I'm on something else right now. So, I don't have a TV in my room right now. So, the main reason of that is because my main focus is to focus on myself and focus on what I'm doing pertaining to podcast and what I'm doing pertaining to my future. TV was getting a little too distracting for me. I'm watching stuff that does have no relevancy to my life, more so just poison for my head. I ain't got time for it. So, and now the NBA is over. So it's really nothing for me to watch, no highlights or anything like that. So now I'm watching more of like inspirational stuff. So, um, my get right today is to put into your mind and your body and your spirit, always positivity and always something that can uplift you and always something you can learn from. For example, I'm going through something I'm on a, I'm on YouTube and I'm watching something that can help me get out of it and help me become a better person. So now I'm watching um, this series called Relationship Goals with Pastor Michael Todd. Guys, I'm telling you, even if you're in a relationship, you're married, you're single, it's thebomb.com. I'm on the third part and this is talking about relationships and it is a good series. So that's what I'm watching right now. So the reason why I don't have a television in my room is because I'm trying to watch more things that's going to stimulate my mind and put me in a positive vibe and put me into a lane where I can learn and, and something that can really benefit me in the long run of my life and in my future. So um, my get right today is put things in you that's going to benefit you and it's going to inspire you and it's going to motivate you and going to help you succeed. I'm not saying you can't watch TV and don't watch stuff that's entertaining, but make sure that it's not poisoning your mind or poisoning you in a way that you start to feel less than because I'm telling you, sometimes you can watch those shows on TV 
and be like, man, why don't I have a car or Bugatti or why don't I have this and that? And it's not your time. It's not your season for that. So make sure you're watching things that's going to be beneficial for your life now and for your life in the future. So like I said, if you're going through something, say you're going through a breakup, go on YouTube and watch the series that I'm telling you about is the bomb. Relationship goals is awesome. I'm on part three. I'm going to watch it when I get home. It's really good. Pastor Michael Ty, he's awesome. He's breaking it down and it's really, really good and it's really beneficial because it's helping me get through something. So if you're going through something, watch something that's going to help you get through it. Don't watch something that's going to keep you stuck in it and keep you stagnant in whatever you're going through. So my get right today is put things in your mind, your body, and your spirit that's going to push you towards your dreams and not keep you stagnant away from your dreams. Wow. So mine is not as long, but... Basically, my get right is um, just be there for those who need it, who need help. And I say that because um, some people may be scared to reach out or some people are open enough, open and, and open enough to come to you and ask for help. Mm-hmm. And when people ask for help, be there to listen. Sometimes they don't want you to speak. Um, mm-hmm. They just want to vent um, and let them vent. And if they vent and you have something to say say it and if they don't want to hear it they shouldn't have asked and that goes along to what i'm going with um some people may ask for help but they don't really want help they just want your attention they just want you to be in their presence um so be careful of who's asking for help because everybody doesn't really want help they just want you just want your time or want to be around you or oh yeah so they they may Mm -hmm. have problems but they Mm -hmm. don't really want their problems fixed by asking you for your opinion they just want to maybe waste your time or maybe bring you along of what they're going through and bring you down so basically my get right is be careful of who's asking for help because maybe they just want attention so just be aware Mm -hmm. of who you're dealing with and who's asking you because some people don't really care about themselves and it's sad to say but they once they don't care about themselves they try to bring other people down with them and we're at a point in our lives where we the only way we want to go is up and we have no time for people to bring us down if there there's people in our lives that are bringing us down we got to sorry to say push them to the side because we're we're trying to level up we're not trying to go back to what we were we're trying to get to where we need to be. So um, just don't help people that just want help just for their attention. That's my get right. Correct. To piggyback with off Reg say, yeah, watch the energy. Mm-hmm. Because if you got positive energy and and your vibes is everything's good and A1, you just got to be mindful of the people that you have around you. And Lala Anthony said something that stuck with me in an interview <laughs> she had a while back on a breakfast club. And she was like, as your life elevates, Everybody can't go with you. Mm. It's not that you don't like them. It's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't care about them. God has a plan for you to go up. He didn't say you could take everybody with you. Mm-hmm. And I would just leave it at that. You just got to be mindful that your life is going in a journey, in a direction that it is for you. And it's not necessary that you bring everybody along with you. And you have to understand that. You have to be okay with that. And you have to know that. Your journey is your journey. And if it's meant for people to come along with you, God will align them with you to go with you. But he's not asking you to pull people along with you because it's your journey and it's your destiny at the end of the day. So, guys, this was episode 13. Before we 
wrap the episode up. Like we said, visit our website. The link is in our bio on our all our social media pages. My personal page, Reg underscore the Playmaker, and the podcast page is the Playmaker Podcast. And my Instagram is Queen Kita fourteen. I also have a new Instagram, uh, Kita K I D A underscore the Playmaker as well. And that will get you will get all the updates about the podcast on the Playmaker Podcast. But you also get it on my personal website as on my personal Instagram as well. But if you're following me on Queen Keto 14, just go ahead and follow me on Keto underscore the Playmaker as well. So you can keep getting updates about what's going on on the Playmaker podcast and what things we have up our sleeve pertaining to future. Yeah, and and guys, just subscribe to our our podcast pages. Um, leave comments, rate it. Um, just let us know how you feel. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We gotta get those subscribers up because we're we'll be dropping some stuff soon, um, including the alumni league highlights, and we will have some video podcasts coming re- really soon. We'll probably interview Franz and Kali from the alumni league yeah, for soon, sure. For sure. Um, just to talk about what their vision was, what their vision is, and what brought them to the point where they wanted to create this league. Um, and we'll talk about their life and basketball and everything and anything that they want to talk about. And that'll be coming soon as well. So guys, we thank you for tuning in to episode 13, the James Harden edition. I'm Reggie Coleman. I'm Nikita Monroe Thomas. See y'all next week. Peace. Yeah. I'm a creative, so let me create. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.